Welcome to Exploring Possibility. I'm your host, Christopher Giel, and with this show, my mission is to empower you. I want to inspire those who have forgotten their true worth, their highest potential, and their ultimate capability. I'll be exploring topics that are aimed towards personal growth to help you gain insight and approach life with new perspectives. I want you to increase your impact and help you live a more fulfilling life because limited thinking equals limited being. Let the show begin. Hello guys and welcome to this episode. This is episode number 39. I would just like to give a warm welcome to all my new listeners today. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to the show where we delve into topics that can help you towards a better version of you. Thank you for joining in and thank you for working towards your personal growth. So as usual, to all my regular listeners, guys, it's also fantastic to have all of you guys here today as well. We're going to move into this discussion and chat about things that can help us see the world in a different way and help us just slightly move our focus towards the things that can actually help us grow. So today's episode is a little bit different than my usual episode. For today's episode, I interviewed an amazing local woman with a name by Mickey Rutman. And before I give the intro about Mickey, this, the, today's episode, we decided to do like a co-hosting episode where I dove a little bit into her history and, you know, her story of where she came from and how she got where she is today. She also basically, in, in the same breath, she also interviewed me. So, if you don't know a lot about me, then within this episode, you can actually get a lot of my background. Not all of it, but I do go into some some of my background and where I came from and how I came to where I am today. You know, I, I mentioned some of my shifts that brought me to where I am today and why I am so committed and drawn towards personal growth. So with that being said, like I said, today's guest is Mickey Rutman, and she's a life and business transformational breakthrough coach. She's also a speaker and an author who's on a mission to just help all the organizations and individuals she can possibly get her hands on to self-actualize and live mindful and consciously just so they can become aware of their own thoughts, emotions, their behaviors, and their beliefs because all of these contribute to the external reality we experience and she also basically then helps them to reach their full potential. So as you can hear, all her values and all, all her, the things that make up her mission coincide and just overlap with the mission of the show. And hence, I had to get her onto the show. She's also a podcast, a fellow podcast host uh, of her own show, which is called Breakthrough. And she just inspires so many people and her audiences with all the great topics, all the self-awareness topics and all the understanding that goes with that, with the practical tools, with all those episodes to help people, you know, achieve or reach their highest potential. So with that being said, that's Mickey on today's episode. We touched on, like I said, our both of our stories of why we are so entrenched in personal growth today. Also, I asked her a little bit about regression hypnosis. I asked her about how she integrates with uplifting people. And we also dove a little bit into COVID-19 and how we can give it new meaning and how we can 
change the story for us so it becomes empowering, so it becomes powerful, and so we can utilize that to just catapult us forward into life. So it was quite a deep, long episode, so I hope you enjoy this discussion. I loved it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I do, and I hope you look forward to just seeing or hearing about my story and also Mickey's story and how we both got to this personal growth journey and this mission of personal growth and helping others achieve that as well. So as you go throughout the episode, I think that one question that I want to ask you is, out of all the things that are happening now, whether you're listening to this after COVID-19 and lockdown or whether you're listening to this within this period, I want you to ask yourself, how is that allowing you to become a better version of you? Who are you becoming through all of this? Who are you after all this has happened and has passed? Who have you become? Who do you think you will become? Who do you plan to become? Keep those sort of questions in mind as you go throughout this episode. And I hope that the episode inspires you also to lift yourself up to new levels. Enjoy. Let's, let's jump into today's episode. And I think this is going to be a different one today. And I'm super excited for this because we, in a way, swapping roles, me and today's guests, we're just going to jump in and, 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 and chat about our, the, the current situation in the world. We're going to chat about our stories, the things that we don't actually speak about a lot. So hopefully through, throughout of that, like throughout this story, throughout the discussion, we get some sort of like, insights into how people change, why people change, why we chose to change, all those cool things. We're going we're gonna to see some, you're going to actually experience a breakthrough in the story, which is quite cool. And through all of this, we also keep exploring what I call possibility or possibilities. And we can take so much from that. So today uh, I'm going to say, hi, Mickey, welcome to the show, but also I'm happy to be on your show. So well, I would just say, let's just jump away with this conversation. What's up? How are you doing? I'm good, Christopher. I'm very good. Thanks. Um, you know, what I love about this is firstly, the fact that, you know, we live in a day and age where we can connect like this. You're in Cape Town, right? I'm in Pretoria. And uh, it's amazing that we can connect like this from afar, but also the fact that um, we're living in a time and space right now where instead of, I mean, you and I are both podcasters. We shouldn't be on one show together or one uh, interview together, but I think the times have changed. It's time for people to collaborate and not compete. And I think that's amazing. It's awesome having you on my show too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So welcome, Chris. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very happy to be here today. I just think I'm happy to be, instead of saying who show it is or who's it not, but it's, um, I'm happy to be part of this discussion today where we, like you said, we can just be part of something that helps other people or something that people can connect to or just relate to in some way or just at the end of the day, be inspired by, by or just learn by. So I think to kick off today, um, like obviously um, I would assume that everyone's in, in, in lockdown or still in some form of lockdown or experiencing some form of uncertainty or, or, you know, some sort of um, adversity perhaps, but what is happening in your life currently? Like, how has it changed? What is happening? Are you still, you know, Mickey from yesterday? Is there anything different to your life at this stage? Um, yeah, well, I, I think the, the plus side for me was I took my business remote and online quite a while back. So there's not been a lot, lot of change around that. 
Um, but there has been a lot of adapting, obviously. I mean, I'm a speaker as well, so it's it's hard because you cannot go out and do your trainings the way you used to. You cannot just go out and speak like you used to, which is something I quite miss. And it's uh, I was actually thinking the other day, you know, it's, I can, I can record something, but it's weird not standing in front of a crowd of people that you can mm. get feedback from and the energy in the room and just kind of standing in your lounge and doing a talk. Um, so yeah, there's, there's definitely been some adapting that had to happen. Um, I think just like everybody else, this is, this is really a time of growth and relooking at our lives and, and where we're going for everybody. And that includes people like me and you who are on the, the personal growth journey. And I've really evaluated a couple of things, not just within myself, but where I'm going with my business, my purpose, um, what I'm passionate about. So it's, it's really been a time of self-reflection as well for me. Yeah, I would jump onto that and say same has been true for me where it has definitely been a time to just sit down and see whether I'm neglecting some parts of me, some some parts of self-care, some parts of reflection, some parts of, you know, those those things that you, you've had to deal with a long time ago and now you're sort of forced to do that. So I've definitely relates in that sense to be also doing that. And then in the business sense, for me, it's also been on the side of going online, I think. Yeah, if you don't, if you're not going online at this stage, then your business is going to, probably going to fall flat. So we 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 also have like I have a boot camp. So for those that don't know, um, I've got two fitness boot camps, and obviously those boot camps also run literally. It's a physical thing where you outside on the field, you're training together, your community. There's a lot of touch. There's a lot of engaging. There's a lot of interaction. And now that I had to go online as well. And it's very different. It's not like you said with the speaking. You don't have that energy from the people as you engage with them. So I, I also had the, that same feeling when we went online uh, with those two boot camps, the fitness boot camps, we saw the same thing where the energy just dipped, but it was a little bit different for us. But nonetheless, we also had to adapt and we had to change, you know, we had to sort of adapt to what was happening. So like this was the, the challenge and this is how we had to respond. But you mentioned now you, you being the speaker and all of that, but I think there's so much more to you, right? There's so much more to why you are speaking today, like how you got here. So let's start jumping into, into that. I, I'd like to get to know you a little bit better. I want to know who Mickey is. I want to know like what kicked off your personal growth journey for you and how you got to where you are today. Because for me, it's also a lot about personal growth. Uh, especially today, especially during this time, like that's sort of the highlight at the moment is how am I growing in these certain areas and how do I keep growing? So whenever we get to more of these situations, we can, you know, adapt easily or um, blend better than others perhaps at this stage in life. So I want to roll it back and say, Miki, like take us back to, you know, your, 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 your shifts, take us through your different shifts and I'll share and, you know, chat in between. Maybe I can relate with some of them. Mm, absolutely. Um, I think for like with most people, there's there's certain milestones or catalysts that kind of propel us to where we are today. If we look back in hindsight, you kind of see some of the stuff that you think was really, really bad that happened in your life. And only then you can kind of look back and go, wow, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I am today. And if I go way back, uh, you know, if I look at my childhood, the way I was brought up, um, I'd, I always say that it didn't exactly scream huge, massive success in her future because, <laughs> you know, I come from a regular home. Uh, we weren't poor, but we weren't rich. We had everything we needed, but it wasn't, I wasn't secure as a child in, okay, you've got this awesome future secured for you. So 
everything really didn't shut success in my future. And I just remember when I was little, I always had this feeling that there's something different about me. I always felt like a little bit of an alien in this world. And although I was one of four kids, I, I always felt like I'm the odd one out. I just don't belong here kind of thing. And I remember that sort of persisted throughout my life. And when I was in my late 20s, I was working at a corporate company. And that was sort of, I think, the first catalyst to the journey I'm on today is um, something happened at the corporate where I worked and they sent us all for counseling. And this counselor actually happened to do what is called regression hypnosis on me and began to tell me a little story. She took me all the way back to my mother's womb. And began to tell me a little story that seemed really surreal to me when she told me because I didn't grow up with parents that made me feel like they don't love me or, um, you know, anything like that. I actually had very loving parents. Mm. And basically what she told me is that I was in my mom's womb and I kept crying and saying, I don't belong here. They don't want me. And that was very confusing for me. So I picked up the phone. I phoned my dad because at that stage, my mom lived in Canada. And um, my dad's words were, phone your mom, <laughs> which <laughs> I did. So I phoned my mom in Canada and I told her the story. And there was this long pause on the other side of the phone and a massive sigh. And she proceeded to say to me, did we never tell you? And I'm like, tell me what? And that was the first time that I was told the story that, uh, you know, my parents got divorced when I was very young. I was seven months old when they got divorced. So I've never seen the two of them together. But it's the first time I heard the story of that I was a bit of an oops. <laughs> they were already ready to get divorced and had actually subsequently decided that they didn't want me. They were going to abort me. And um, long story short, a lot of stuff happened. This soul obviously wanted to live, but nearly died a couple of times even before birth. But my mom then decided she does want me. My dad got on board and here I am today. So that was kind of the first thing that led to my growth journey because it was the first time I could understand me, who I am, why I always felt like I don't belong. Um, and could really begin to investigate what was going on inside of me. It, it, was, it was really a feeling of feeling like you're not worthy or you don't belong here. And when I look back at my life before that one thing that happened, I can actually see how those patterns played out in my life. So that was kind of the first push that I was given towards personal growth. Um, and then there was quite a few after that. I'm not going to go deeply into most of them, but they entailed everything from losing a whole lot of money in my first couple of businesses. Uh, it pretty much came down to people always did me in. It's <laughs> the only way I know how to explain it. I would bring my side and, and someone just wouldn't bring theirs and I'd lose a lot of money or um, nearly lose my house or my car or something because of it. So a lot of that stuff happened. And I think that the biggest catalyst was really in that time, the last time that I lost nearly everything I worked for was uh, I was sitting in a pile of ash. I was really like feeling very sorry for myself and having a pity party. And I remember, you, you know, the mind works that way. It actually goes back. It'll bring up all the evidence of every other time you've ever been done in, in that moment, if you allow it to. And it was kind of just repeating everything for me, everything that's happened up to that point. And that really was the first time ever that the thought occurred to me of, you know, Mickey, you're the only catalyst in every single one of those situations, which felt kind of unfair because I was not the one who was in the wrong, according to me. And I remember I kind of had a bad attitude about it, but I turned around and I was like, okay, fine. So if I'm the problem, then let's try that. <laughs> I'll work on me for a change. And today I know it's the best thing I could have ever done for myself because I went on a journey to, uh, you know, I've always been an inquisitive human. 
I ask a lot of questions. I think when I was a kid, I was told I'm very cheeky because I would always question stuff. Um, I would never just, you know, take something somebody told me. I would always ask why, how, you know, and today that's kind of my, my biggest superpower is the fact that I am so inquisitive and I do go and research. I want to know stuff. And when I opened myself up for the journey, wow, some amazing stuff just happened and it just grew from there. And I haven't looked back. I'm really impressed with myself. (laughs) I don't ever want to go back. So, um, yeah, on the growth journey, really loving it. But those were sort of the, the catalysts up to now. Sounds quite amazing. I think uh, some people might have this question on their minds, but I'm just going to ask you, what does regression hypnosis entail? Like, what what is that about? Well, what was weird about it is it it doesn't feel like, I always thought that when you're under hypnosis, you're going to, you're not there, (laughs) but you're, you're a hundred percent copus mentis. Like you hear everything she's saying, but I think it's, it's got to do with, she's working on your subconscious mind. So she's bringing subconscious stuff to the surface. Um, so basically she just, she kept asking a whole lot of questions and then she would take me back and back and back. Now, what I remember from that session though, is she, she said to me, you were in your mother's womb by my description. So she'd keep asking me, describe what you're seeing, describe what you're feeling. And it was quite fascinating to me, but yeah, it was, it was the first time that I had an experience like that. That sounds like quite an intense exercise because I, if I had to think about that, it sounds like you got to like peel away the layers and then get to like the root of all of that. And sometimes that takes courage. It takes a lot of, in a way, balls to go through. You know, it takes courage to actually de- dig in and find the things that m- sort of like shifted who you are and made you who you are today because we might be doing things that are not serving us, at, you know, at any stage or at any point. And then like these sessions actually help uncover that. But sometimes it hurts, you know, people don't like going there, right? You know, honestly, I think if I think back to to those days, if she had told me that's what she was going to do, I probably wouldn't have done it. But she didn't explain to me exactly, you know, I'm going to take you all the way back and deep into your (laughs) subconscious. So um, I think back then I would have gotten a fright. I wouldn't have done it. But you're kind of touching on something. And I have the same question for you because I'm a believer that most people who are on this journey, there's always catalysts. There's always, it feels like the universe has nudged you a couple of times throughout your life before you got to this part of the journey. So I'd love to hear your story as well. How did you land on the personal development uh, journey that you're on right now? Yeah, I'd definitely love to share a little bit. But before I share, just two things that I noticed that are so true from your story uh, and how you got into your personal growth journey is you were truthful. So you were honest about your current situation, where you were at. And then second, you were very aware. So that's that's a big thing to me. And I think that's uh, that's part of my story as well. So I just want to sort of like take that and then jump back to my story and then integrate these two ideas. So if I look back at my own life, so if I look in hindsight, I can say that I had a few moments. And like you said, there, was, there were a few calls to change or to step up or to just bring your authentic self. But I never did that. I was always like afraid or I, I don't know what happened, but if I look back, my, my biggest shifts were in, were in my early twenties. I'm not late twenties, but early twenties, I used to go nightclubbing quite a lot at an early age. I started clubbing at 15. So that's when I started entering clubs uh, with older, you know, uh, cousins and so forth and actually uncles and family. And that's, I think it, they, that put me into situations that I shouldn't have been in at such a young age. And it shifted my mindset to how you treat people or how life is and how it should be. And 
I got involved with a lot of drinking and I started smoking, obviously, because that's what the people, like a lot of those people smoke and a lot of them drink. It's, it's what you do in nightclubs. You party and you spend a lot of time just staying awake, obviously, and, and getting into other substances as well. But I think what happened for me there is it showed me what I didn't want as well. And I think that's a big thing for me is I had to go through that to, to see this is not the life that I'm envisioning for myself. Like my, I had to let my emotions through and tell me and guide me and, and tell me like, Chris, this is not for you. And you can feel it through your emotions. Your emotions are always guiding you to tell you what you should be doing. Like this is just a redirect for you. It's like the, your life gives you this and says, okay, let's test this out. Let's see how this is. And your, your heart tells you, no, obviously this isn't for you. Let's shift you again. So for me, uh, nightclubs was, were, were like, was a start for me. And then, sort of like having the awareness or having just my emotions come through and see that that was not for me, especially if I had to start or when I had to sit down and then think if I had to continue doing what I'm doing now every single day or every single weekend, sometimes weekdays as well, where would I be in the next five years? And I did not like that vision. I did not like that part of me. I did not like what I was feeling um, and also how it would unfold over the next few months and then also years. And then that's why I come back to the awareness. The awareness of that vision gave me sort of like, that was the first small catalyst into what else is there? How can you live life differently? And then that was the one. The second was when I actually started studying, I started, uh, well, I actually quit smoking. I started changing my my like group of friends slowly. And that hurts a little bit because I've identified with them so strongly that when I left them, I, there was like a piece of me that also went with them. That was quite a painful moment, but I had to go through that to start becoming this new version of myself. And yeah, I started studying and then I got into this another, onto another sort of like level where I now was studying and doing things that I did not enjoy again. So it was like another pivotal moment where I now studied something that my parents taught me to study. So it's like this new sort of uh, phase for me. It's, you know, like how life is just cyclical. And I got now to this new point where I had to you know, grow out of this as well. And the growth here for me was to learn how to be fulfilled. So learn what fulfills you, learn how to live on purpose. And that awareness, again, led me to think differently about the things that I do on a daily basis. So like, what do I do that actually fulfills me every single day? I don't just do the things that I see everyone else doing or that your parents are expecting from you. It's the things that, you know, sort of like come from within you. It's those sort of things that you follow. And I think those two were big things for me. So if I look back at it, the earlier one in the nightclubs was more like a pain point. It was very, very painful. And later on, less of a pain point, but more of an inspirational point where I was inspired to do something different and live differently. And then as my consciousness shifted, I started seeing different things in my life. I started exploring. That's how just the law of attraction was the first thing in my life that sort of like sparked that idea of there's something different. There's something else. There's another way of viewing the world and moving through the world that can empower you. So I think those were my biggest things. And I always, or only recently, actually, I've been saying that I got, I went from nightclubs to book clubs. So instead of spending <laughs> time in nightclubs all the time, I'm now spending time in book clubs. For me, that's a personal big shift. And it's, it's, it's sort of allowing me to go into a direction that I'm happy with. And I'm so fulfilled with, I'm learning as that's one of my biggest values. 
I'm constantly mindful and aware of how I'm living it intentionally every single day. And that is ultimately shifting my vision going forward. It's, it's changing that trajectory for, um, for me to, to sort of like just be happy with where I am, be fulfilled in the moment, you know? So I think those were two massive moments for me. I, I mean, there's so many other things, so many more catalysts, uh, and moments that I can jump into, but those were the biggest ones being the nightclubs, being the varsity moments in front of the computer and just saying, what, what, Chris, what are you doing? Where are you going? This is not fulfilling. So I think just to sort of like stop there and, and give the ball back to you. But that was, those were my biggest two moments. And I had to be aware and I had to be honest about where I was and where I wanted to go. And I think you, you touched on a couple of things there that's really key because the first being that, and I mean, I also walked that road where I was drinking a lot. I was partying a lot. I went down that road as well. And, you know, every single human being from a young age, we actually go through this process of trying to find the self. Who am I really? What am I here to do? And, you know, we exactly what you said, we learn through contrast. That's, that's how we as human beings learn. We first got to see what we don't want in order to realize what it is we do want. And I remember I used to call, you know, waking up from a hangover the next morning, I used to call it loser complex because you wake up that next morning and you're like, shit, yeah, it was a fun night, but it, it really, I don't feel good about me right now. Or I'd be beating myself up yeah. like, why did you do that again? You know? And it is, it's a scary place to be because you kind of exactly what you said, you go through that process in your head of, but if I don't, if I'm not this, then who am I? And if I then don't fit in with this group of friends, then am I going to be alone? Are there other people out there like me who don't want to do that stuff? So you go through that process. But I think that our, our soul, our inner being from day one that we're born knows exactly what we're here to do and who we really are. And that is kind of the inner being that's pushing us forward towards exploring who it is I want to be and constantly nudging us to grow, to change, to evolve, to, uh, you know, be self-aware and just actually realize, but what do I want? Who do I want to be? And really getting to a point of realizing that it's not about what other people, whether, that, whether they accept me or like the things I do. I mean, when I went on this journey, I had zero friends who were into the law of attraction or personal development for that matter. It was all about wine and fashion and parties and, you know, everything else. I come from that, that background, by the way, I used to work for fashion TV, but it's absolutely, I, I had to make a call at a stage to say that, you know what, even if I end up alone, I want to be happy. I want to feel good about me and where I'm going with my life. And, you know, you, you touched on something there where you said it's about how you feel. And I think that very few of us realize that our emotions are really, I call it your little alarm bell on the inside of you. That is how you can gauge whether you are in alignment with your soul's mission here on earth or not. If something doesn't feel good to you, then you are out of alignment 100%. But if it feels good, you're in alignment and it really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because you're happy and you're having fun and you're growing and you are being exactly who it is that you are and are supposed to be. I think so many people struggle with that. I know I struggled with that and it's living through authenticity. It's, it's, it's not caring about what people think of you because I would do things back in the day. Like if I've had to think back again and I would want to just fit in, I would just want to be accepted. I just wanted to sort of like not rock the boat. But even just that made me 
temporarily happy and sort of like uh, comfortable. That's the good word. It may be comfortable. It may be happy. But then, like you say, that, that inner voice is just continuing to shout out what you need to do, where you need to go. And I, I use the term signals. So I do, I'm just taking signals from my emotions. I just got that from from learning from people like Tony Robbins, where he speaks about the emotional system being like a signal system. As you traverse through life, our emotions just come up as signals and that's a way for you to shift. Like we, you've got all these things inside of you that help you and help you navigate. So those that are struggling today and thinking of, of the fact that they don't know where to go, don't know how to act, especially during this time as well, is a, a great way to perhaps start also is to sit down and really be firstly honest with where you are at. Second, how you uh, are feeling in this moment, sort of like let that emotion come through and then how that emotion is guiding you towards your next step, like what is coming up. And we don't see those things if we let other people tell us what to do. We don't hear these things if we sort of like drown out or numb the emotions if we if we don't let that through. We're not going to get to the the real self, right? That's what I've seen. So for me, it's been, it's been really when living authentically, when living by listening to the soul in a way, when, when living with possibility, things, so many more things open up. And even in that same sentence, for me, it hasn't been easy all the time. It's actually tougher, but it's on the long, on the longest stretch, you know, if you look in like a five or 10 year period, then it's so fulfilling. In the next few days, it might be tough to sort of like go through those emotions and deal with a few things and actually sit down and listen to yourself. That might be like tough and, and a challenge in the beginning, but after a while that opens up and it gets easier. It's like you discover yourself and you start to understand how you work and what your, what your soul, how your soul navigates you. So that has been sort of like the personal thing for me. That is our, how I have found life to be a little bit more easier in a sense, not in the short term, but in the long term is being more authentic and living through what your soul tells you to do. Yeah. Instead of listening to everyone out there. Right? And I'll be honest with you. I think that's, that's something that COVID-19 has done for me. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like, they think if you're on, if you're a coach and you're a speaker, you're teaching on this stuff and you've got a podcast on this stuff, um, that you have all the answers. But the reality of the matter is I am still in a growth journey as well. And so are you. And, um, a lot of coaches hate it when I say this to people, but I'm open and honest about it. If your coach or your mentor that you're working with is never having a problem, never having a tough day, never struggling through something, fire their ass. That's what I say, because that means they're no longer growing. And I actually fear being in a place where there isn't stuff that challenges me that happens because that means I'm no longer growing or it means that I'm no longer teachable. So absolutely in this time, there's still triggers that come up for me. And what I do realized the other day is that what COVID-19 has really done for me, and I'm sure for a lot of other people, is it has. It's it's made me a lot more authentic. And I, I don't know, you're a guy, but I'm sure you'll understand this, but uh, I would never <laughs> before have jumped on a Zoom call with no makeup and hair that's unstraightened. That was just unheard of. <laughs> and, you know, nowadays I'm just, I'm me. I'm me. That's it. You're in your lounge. What do you do? It's not about what I look like. It's about the message I bring. And it's really, it has, it's made me a lot more authentic in, in my delivery of what I do and my message because all that other stuff has now gone out the window. And I think it's amazing. It's actually such a great opportunity because if you think about it, 
you know, so many people look up to Instagram influencers and, and those types of people. And what I found really interesting is a whole lot of them stopped posting all their stuff because, you know, now everything's like the hair growth is probably down to here already. And, you know, we don't have all the props and tools we can use anymore to, to do that. And it's really bringing people back to just be you because that's what the world needs the real authentic you. And that's what your soul wants from you as well. And for the guys that are listening, I mean, if you, I have so many people say to me, Mickey, what do you mean your soul speaks to you? How do you hear what your soul has to say? Um, Because they'll often tell me, for instance, that I don't have divine guidance. What do you mean you have divine guidance? Mm -hmm. And my answer or my question really that I throw back at them is, do you ever get angry? Are you ever excited? Because your emotions are your soul speaking to you. If you're angry, that is your soul telling you something just got triggered here. Turn inward, investigate what is going on with me. Why is this upsetting me so much? And I think that's kind of the second thing that I always tell people is question stuff. Question the stuff you feel. Question the stuff you're thinking. Because if you're just going to let the story you're telling yourself about it run in your mind and gain momentum, you're actually going to attract more of that as per the law of attraction to yourself and into your experience. But if you can learn to just, and it's as simple as every night, I still do this too today. Every night before I go to bed is my reflection time. I have like 10 minutes where I literally just, I run the little movie in my head of the day I've had, the conversations I had, the interactions I had, perhaps how I felt about certain things or how I reacted to certain things. And then I question them. I ask myself questions like, why did you react that way? Why did this bug you so much? How come that got you so excited? Wow, what was behind that story? And that's really helped me to not just become more self-aware of what's happened throughout my day and of myself and my emotions, but also to get rid of the stuff that I don't need to take into tomorrow. Because tomorrow's another day. I've got brand new momentum tomorrow that I can work with, but I've got to clear the clutter from today first. So that's really a tip that I can give everyone that's listening is just do some self-reflection every night of your life, 10 minutes on your day, and just question, question stuff. I would definitely jump onto that and say like, I 100% agree with that. And this, this, I call it a tool, the tool of questioning, because it's such a powerful tool. If you think about it, like if I think about the, the idea of that's how I came about exploring possibility, it's exploring the possibility of things is actually, if you, if you drill down and see what's underneath, it's exploring the questions of everything. So the questions will help and it will guide you to your next, whatever it is you're looking for. So just using a question and questioning everything about you, questioning the signals, questioning the feelings and whatever's happening. If you question that, it's going to sort of like lead to the answer that unfolds to help you understand what's happening or understand what to do next. And it's going to help you. That's what's happened to me as well. It's, it's, it's helped me to understand what's happening and, and it's helped me to navigate better. So that's with, like, if you use that with your emotions, you listen to your emotions and you question that as a next step. I, I find it super powerful. I find it. So powerful. And you said earlier in, in the conversation, you said you were quite the inquisitive type. And I found that I am that also, like I'm very curious about life. I just want to question everything and ask questions and I actually get annoyed or people get annoyed by me <laughs> with all the questions. And a sad thing is, is sometimes we get pushed down. Our questions get pushed down as kids. So as kids, it's like, no, you know, stop asking so many questions, just listen or whatever. And I feel like that kills so much of the curiosity out there. And if the curiosity is is numbed or pushed down in a way, 
then how the hell do you explore? How the hell do you learn and grow if you're not curious about what things mean to you? If you're not curious about why you do the things that you do? I just don't see people evolving if they don't, if they're not, not curious. You'll, you'll actually then love the quote because when I found it, I was like, yes, man, <laughs> by, um, I think it's Einstein, I speak under correction, that said, for us to find the answers, we need to ask the right questions. Yes. And I don't know if you've heard this little story about um, the professor who was standing in front of his class and he, it was a class full of kids, school kids. And um, he basically said to them, right, so it's the end of the world. And I'm the person who knows exactly how you can stop the end of the world from happening. But you can only ask me three questions. What three questions do you ask? And a couple of hands went up and they were like, you know, throwing questions at him. And one little boy sat at the back of the class and just kept quiet throughout all of it. And eventually he put up his hand and he said, what should my next three questions be? That was his question. And that is that was so powerful for me to learn is, yeah, great. Ask questions, ask the right questions. Because if, you can, if you've got that person that you can get the answers from and you just say to them, okay, but what are the questions I need to ask? You've got gold. That is such a cool story. Uh, I'm going to use that as well, but I'm going to go and find that story as well and see how, how deep it goes. But I mean, just, just listening to that, it, it sparks so much uh, excitement for me to think about that in, in that way. And another thing I wanted to touch on was the fact that you also, I think you constantly speak out about how you find the, the right information or you try and mingle with the right type of people or you try and get to the right type of people, mentorship, the right type of uplifting sort of people. I just wanted to know how you go about that during this time. Like how, how has that been working out for you? Like, how do you do that? How do you suggest people do that out there? Like, um, cause obviously now everyone's, most people are online, but do we just approach people? Is it like, <laughs> how do you get, <clears throat> Like what I'm, I think what I'm asking is how do we get integrated with more uplifting people, people who are inspired, people who do think differently, people who think in terms of breakthrough possibility, there's always a way, optimistic, those sorts of people, because even just being in an environment between those people that can help shift your mindset, the way you think and the way you bring yourself to the world, it's going to shift your attitude. That has helped for me. So what is your approach there? Yeah, I, I think that in the, the technology and information age that we live in, ignorance really is a choice because the internet is full of whatever you're looking for, whatever, you know, there's so many videos, speakers, even online on social media, there's so many people you can follow. And, you know, there's, there's a saying that a lot of people use that says you become the five people you spend the most time with. And I agree with that 100%. However, I found that when I tweaked that a little bit in my life, those five people showed up on their own. It was sort of law of attraction kind of thing based on the new vibration I was holding, which is you become the five things you spend the most time on. And for me, that's really been a catalyst because to give you an example, if I'm going to spend my time on watching series, in other words, I am plowing time and energy into numbing arts, um, you know, listening to and watching and buying into a fictitious story that's on a screen versus me spending that same amount of time watching an inspirational video or a teaching or, 
uh, reading a book, you know, a personal development book. At the end of the day, if, if that's what I'm feeding myself with, what I'm spending time on, that's the energy I'm going to have anyway, which then attracts those kinds of people to me. And what I really have seen in this time, I mean, that's you and I also, I don't, don't even remember how we started following each other on Instagram, but for me, those types of people just find each other. It's, it's, not a, it's not even a mission. You don't have to go looking for them. Um, I remember on my journey, for instance, and this is, this is still a wacky story even for me up to this day, but uh, when I went on this journey, I remember I sat down the one day and I, I spoke to source, God, universe, whatever you want to call it. I don't believe it really matters, but I said to him, you know what, I, I want to understand some of this stuff, but from a Christian point of view, because I am a Christian and you know we're brought up as Christians that some things are woo-woo and they're bad and they're just don't belong in the Christian world. But I wanted to understand this stuff because I saw a lot of people that I was working with thrive who were not Christians and they were meditating, for instance. So my major questions were around the fact that, okay, so how does this stuff tie into me as a Christian? And I remember I, so well, I was sitting on my couch. Now, I have to confess, I'm not a big reader. I listen to a lot of books. Mm -hmm. Audible is the most amazing app in the world, but I'm not a reader. So um, I get my, my mind feed in other ways. But I do have a couple of books in my house. Obviously, they're gifts from people. And um, I know when my one aunt passed, uh, passed away, she gave me a couple of her books. But I remember sitting on my couch that day. And for some reason, involuntarily, I looked over to my bookcase where there's a few books and involuntarily in one movement got up, walked over to the, the bookcase, leaned over and just pulled out a book. I don't know why I pulled out that book, but I looked at this book and I was like, what is this? Because I had no clue where it came from, how it landed up in my house. So I opened the book up just to kind of see whose is it? Is there a note in there? Just kind of trace where it comes from. Now, that book has actually changed my entire life. I still say that books started falling off of my bookshelf when I went on this journey to, to give me the right message. But here was my question about who am I? Why am I here? And how, does, how, does, how do things really work? And when I opened this book to see if there was a note inside, the only way I can explain this is I opened to a page and it was almost like the one paragraph just like lit up. It jumped out at me. And the words on that page said, you are not a human being trying to have a spiritual experience. You are a powerful spiritual being who is having a human experience. And that changed my entire life, just that one paragraph. And the quirky thing about it is, I still don't know where the book came from, by the way. Um, but when I went and searched for it, because I obviously wanted to buy it for a couple of people, because I did read that one book from cover to cover more than once. Um, the book is called Teaching the Monkey to Fly by Jan Weiss. And when I went and looked for this book, it's not even in publishing anymore. They don't print it anymore. And the only copy back then that was available on Amazon that you could buy was worth 9,000 Rand. So to this day, I have no idea where that book came from, but it changed my life. And that's why I say like the, the stuff that is meant to come onto your journey, including the people will follow if you just focus on growing you. If you look at what am I spending time on and you begin to vibrate at that energy of I am open. You know, there's a saying that says when the student is ready, the teachers will show up. And if you just focus on getting your energy right, I believe the right people that are mentors for you will come. But in terms of if you're ready and you want to go look, there's so many phenomenal people online. Just sort of, I always say, gauge it by how you feel when you listen to someone speak. 
if inside of you internally, it feels like truth and it resonates with you, fantastic. If it doesn't, move on. Don't judge it. Just move on. You might like it at a later stage. I love the fact that you actually brought that in and the way you sort of changed the five people to the five things. And the, the thing that I love about that is the fact that it, it changes your focus. So it changes your focus to who can I become through doing these things. And then uh, instead of pushing to get to the people that you think you should be going towards, how can you pull the ones to you and open up your awareness to the ones that are, that are perhaps already around you. That is such a fascinating and phenomenal way of seeing that. And I think, like I said, I'm so happy that you brought that up because it just reminds me of we, how we have the RAS, so the Retailer Activating System, which just opens up as soon as we change the focus we, and we now spend time on different things. For me, when I was back in the nightclubs, obviously, like you said, if I'm constantly drinking, those are the types of people that you pull that. So the, that's the type of people that you will mingle with. It's, it's where they are. But if you shift what you do and what you engage with and interact with, then suddenly it's like your environment just changes and it's, it's, it's more natural, right? It's, Think it's, about it. Yeah. Think about it. You never had an issue finding someone who would go party with you ever, mm. but try finding someone to go to a seminar with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole other ball game. <laughs> <laughs> That is so true. I can even think back and I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. Even if, if I think back to the people who I spend most of my time with, then it would be impossible. <laughs> it would be impossible. So <laughs> shifting that, changing that around, I think is such a powerful way. And that's also one of the things I think that is integrated with personal growth. It's, it's changing the things that you do, changing who you become. And that will sort of like change your journey. It will shift you into a new you, which will then shift your entire environment around you, obviously with time. But I think it's one fascinating way. So thank you for, thank you for sharing that with us. I think you, when you speak of the law of attraction, you sound like someone who has uh, listened to Abraham Hicks, Abe and, and Esther Hicks as well. Yeah. And I think what happens there is you, you know, initially there's a shift that has to happen. If you take, for instance, your story and my story as well, where this is the life you led. This is the people you hung out with. You had a cry for more. You wanted change. And then there was that little bit of a shift that, you know, it's kind of uncomfortable initially because that's the period you go through where you lose friends and you feel awkward and out of place and you feel like you don't belong anywhere. And you kind of almost feel like an alien because you're the only one who's getting this stuff and who wants something different than what other people your age might might want. And even in your family, I mean, I remember for me and my family, for instance, uh, they didn't understand the path I was on. They were like, what are you doing? You're a Christian. You know? So um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a lonely period. <laughs> it's kind of a lonely period that you go through and it, mm. it feels yucky because, you know, and the way, what I equate that to is, you know, when you've been building a house on the wrong foundation, for that house to be built correctly, you've got to demolish it first. It's got to that's why my podcast is called Breakthrough, for instance. I always say something has to break and then you've got to go through to get to where you want to be. And that's really how I see this journey is if you are willing to make it through that one small little period of shift and actually shift your focus to realize that those uncomfortable things are not happening to you. They're absolutely happening for you to give you exactly that which your soul's cry is, the change you've asked for. And if you're willing to just work through that little bit, 
then you're actually going to get into what, what Abe calls the vortex or the flow where the right people begin to show up and the right information begins to show up. And, you know, I remember when, when my journey just, it's like it got a boost. I'm sure yours went through the same. It's almost like something just got behind this journey. And it was crazy how the information, the people, the everything just started showing up when I opened myself up to it. And I think that's really where we need to get to is to get into that flow of saying, this is what I want for my life. I'm going to work on me right now. And then whatever else has to come in will come in. Yes, definitely. I'm going to share another thing that helped me so much. And that was changing the meaning of things. So even though we change the focus, we change our awareness, then all of a sudden, everything seems wrong, right? Everything seems, like you said, you're going to be isolated. You're going to feel alone. You've shifted your focus. You're doing these new things. You're working towards this new version of yourself. And then it's all of a sudden, like you don't have any friends, no one's resonating. And that's such a critical period to go through. Like you said, the breakthrough, you need to break first, and then you go through that, through all the emotions, through all the things as you step into this new version of yourself. I went through that as well. I, I also, like I mentioned before, I lost so many people in my life, friends, let's call them, you know, quote unquote friends, but I lost them. I lost a part of myself. I went through all of that, changed my focus. Obviously things were hurtful for a time, but then I shifted into this new phase, which I think is a critical thing to point out because there is pain. Let's just admit that there is going to be pain. There's going to be struggle. There's going to be challenge. And then what, what helped me in that sense as well, as all of this opened up, because obviously there's going to be so much challenge as you try and become a new version, as you try and live authentically, as you try and live on purpose, is there are going to be so many challenges because now you are aware to them. You're not numbing yourself down or just sort of like uh, on the same train as everyone else, not speaking your own truth. So what, what I did there is I changed the meaning of things, like what it meant to me. So one of the biggest sort of like labels that I used for myself was to say, I can see what's coming. I can see, I can see the challenge around me, but this to me, I'm rephrasing it in a way, relabeling it to say this challenge, this, this uncertainty like the COVID today, what does it mean to me? What else can it mean instead of no, now I'm just going to be broke after this or now I'm just going to be sitting in my house. What does it mean? What else can it mean? What, what empowering meaning can I add to it? Can I label on top of that to make sure that it drives me forward instead of breaks me down? So that, that was one of the biggest things is seeing all these challenges like the COVID and saying, what does this mean? Changing the question. What could it mean? What, what if something else could happen for me? What if this is here to actually shift me and take me into such an inspired direction instead of me just living the mundane life that I've always lived or not taking the actions that I should have taken before, but rather saying, what does this mean? Like, where, where is this taking me? What is the growth step for me right now? That has been massive, massively transformational. I absolutely me. love that. I absolutely love that because I always tell people, you know what, whatever you're experiencing, there's, it's because there's a story you've attached to it. What is the story you're telling yourself about that thing, that person, that experience? Because that's really what you're taking in. And, you know, if I listen to what you're saying there now, it's really a matter of, uh, you know, that saying that says nothing's ever happening to you. It's happening for you. And it's, it's initially sometimes so difficult for, for me to explain to my clients because in my course, what they do is they've actually got to, you know, create a profile of who it is they want to be. 
So in other words, who are you in the future? What's the legacy you want to leave? What do you want people to say about you when you leave this earth? And I always tell them, because what they need to do then, by the way, is to make a list of um, characteristics that this person that achieves that actually has. And they'll jump on a call with me and they'll be like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what happened this week. It feels like everything's falling apart. And then I start laughing, which they usually don't think is very funny. But then I always tell them, go back to your list because you're busy with one of those characteristics. It's that typical thing our mothers told us, careful if you ask for patience, because now you're going to learn patience. And I think that's where we, we kind of get it wrong in the human experience is we think that when we ask for something, we, we put it out there. I want a better life. I want more success. I want whatever that it's this microwave experience where tomorrow you're going to wake up and bam, it's just going to mm. like drop in your lap. But if you think realistically about it, I always say that, you know, Oprah couldn't get to where she is today if she still had self-esteem issues. Not a chance. So for her to get her dream, she first had to go through experiences that could teach her self-esteem, self-respect, authenticity, because if she didn't go through that process, she could never have achieved what she asked for. So I think that's kind of where we get it wrong is we... We, we look at experiences as, oh my gosh, what's happening now looks like the total opposite of what I'm asking for. When in reality, you are now busy getting exactly what you asked for. You're just now in the process of learning to become who you need to be to have that. Super, 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 super true. And that, like the word that's jumping out to me is the word of like perception. We ask all these things, we want a better life, but we're not seeing that the thing that you're getting is perhaps taking you where you wanted to go initially. So it's, it's like the thing is, yeah, like you said, that's going to teach you the patience, but now it's just annoying you. It's because you're not seeing that that's supposed to be the lesson to take you to where you wanted to go. So I think that's powerful perception, the way you see things. On that note, I actually have a question for you. Go for because it. if I look at COVID-19, if everything that we experience in our experience is something that we either as individuals or as a collective consciousness have drawn to ourselves, uh, what do you think COVID-19 is all about? How do we reframe that story that we're telling ourselves about this? So I would firstly say that my answer is probably going to be personal to me. So don't take whatever I say as truth, but see what resonates, see what makes sense for you. But I think the thing that we, sh we should be asking is, is, yeah, what, like I said earlier, like the meaning that we're adding, why is COVID-19 entering our lives today? Why would, why would it happen? And if I understand nature correctly, it, it likes balancing itself, right? So if we have nature and it always, there's always a cycle, there's always a balance to everything in nature. That then to me as my premise would tell me that, and that would help me to answer this question of what does COVID-19 mean? It means that we need to rebalance society. We need to rebalance us as people. We need to, look at how we are doing things together and how we can do things differently going forward. So in one way, I definitely believe that COVID is connecting us. We can just see that by looking at the world, like how we are being connected via uh, technology, but also now all of a sudden how we long for each other's, you know, um, intimacy and engagement with others and being with people. And sometimes I think it's just like in a way, giving you sort of like that, that hit in terms of, you now need to see what's important so you can put the focus there. And that's in a way going to help rebalance 
us as society. So even though there's going to be a lot of people that go through extreme amounts of adversity during this stage, I do think that it's necessary, even if it was in my case, you know, the adversity. I'm trying to see the pain, which is in this case global pain at this point. I'm seeing the pain as the the growth point for me. As as you would look at anything like in the gym, if you had to go to gym, you need to grow, you need to go through that muscle pain to get to the next point, to grow that muscle, to be stronger at the end of the day. So how is COVID and COVID-19 allowing us to be stronger tomorrow, be stronger next week, be stronger in the next month? And how is it allowing us to do that? Doesn't mean that we need to connect more, work together, work so that others are impacted in a positive way and not just do things selfishly. I don't know. That's the question, right? So I'll, I'll, I'll leave people to ponder about that. I don't have an answer, but I do definitely think that it's yet to shift us as a society. What do you think? Well, the first thing I just want to say, and, and I love, I love what you said there. Uh, but the first thing that kind of comes to mind for me, and, and even I'm, I'm speaking to myself here as well is, one of the biggest limiting beliefs that I feel we as humanity are brought up with because of, you know, life and society as a whole is that for us to grow or to achieve or to have better, there has to be pain involved. And it's like you mentioned now that, you know, if you want that body, you've got to first suffer kind of thing. And it, it really is something we're brought up with. It's a message we're given through every single thing. If you think about it, our parents tell us from a young age, if you ever want to amount to anything, you have to work your ass off. You have to study your butt off. You have to have to, there's always a do, do, do mm. elements or a pain elements involved in that. And I think what all of us need to learn, including me, is that we don't have to learn through pain. We don't have to learn through struggle. We can actually learn through love. And I think that is a big thing at this time is we can either decide through this COVID-19 that we're going to learn through struggle. We're going to learn through the pain that we see because of this thing, or we're going to say, I'm going to learn from love or through love. And for me, COVID-19 is very much what you said. It's, you know, Every single person I've spoken to in this time has said something along the lines of, you know what, this is very bad. This whole thing's very bad and it's very inconvenient and it's not fun for me and I want to go out and I want to do my thing, blah, blah, blah. But there's always a but. And the but always includes something like, I remember just a couple of months ago, I was sitting and I was saying, I so want to do this, but I just don't have the time. Or I so wish that I had the guts to try that. We as individuals have obviously been crying out for change. All right. We've been, we've all been seeing so much injustice in our world and maybe perhaps realize within ourselves that everything is not as I would ideally like it to be in my life, but we've resigned kind of to the fact that this is life. This is the hustle. Can't get any better, whatever the case may be. So there's the, the individual uh, elements involved, but then there's also the collective elements involved. And collectively, we as a humanity have been crying out for change. Whether you did it verbally, whether you did it in your own situation, or whether you did it because you saw an injustice in the world that you just felt you could do nothing about. And it's exactly what you're saying there is, we live in a self-sustaining, self-correcting universe and we are energy. And when we have an individual and a collective cry like that, it all mounts as a massive energy. And I think we've put so much momentum behind that cry for change that this has been the response of the universe. Aside from the practical stuff, like we've buggered up our world that we live in, we haven't looked after mother nature, that all played a role. But if we can really look at this as 
for every single one of us as individuals, and this is kind of where my brain breaks when I try to think about it, because it's so hard to see every piece of the puzzle and how this thing is is making this work together for your good, for my good, for her good, for his good, for every single human being on this planet's good. But the reality is it is for every single one of us, but it's also for the collective. It really is. Um, I actually had a conversation with someone a couple of days ago where we were talking about the law of attraction, for instance, and so many of us think that it's just the special people who can do that who can attract whatever they want to into their lives or that got a good start somewhere, you know, they're just lucky. And my hope in this time is that every single human being, whether you're living in the worst of circumstances right now, will realize that you also have that power inside of you and that this will actually awaken you to that power so that you can learn, you can manifest the life you want right there from your lounge, your shack, your patch of grass, wherever you're at, you have that power inside of you. So for me, exactly what we spoke about earlier on, I'm hoping that we're going to look back at this and not call it COVID-19, not call it lockdown or whatever else we've been calling it, but that we'll look back at this one day and call this the mass awakening or the massive shift in consciousness of humanity that's happened. I absolutely love that. And once again, it's it's like you are using those tools of reframing things and seeing the lights out of all of it, right? So seeing the, the power that it has and the power that it has or is giving us to shift. Because like you said, it's what we've been asking for, perhaps not consciously, perhaps subconsciously, perhaps on another level, but we have been asking this. And the same for me, like just back to the personal story, if I had to now take that idea of looking back and not seeing COVID-19 as COVID-19 or lockdown, but rather as, as mass awakening. Looking back at your own life, that can also help to relieve a little bit of pain and relieve a little bit of shame, l- relieve a little bit of whatever you have tied up within your own emotions on what you did or how things happened to you. You can now reframe and look at that and say, right, I can see why that happened to me. It shifted me this way. I can see why that person did this. Perhaps they didn't have the information, perhaps they had a different uh, model of the world, perhaps whatever, whatever, but reframing the things, it, it generally, it, like it helps us to, to really be in an empowered state, be in a state that constantly helps you move forward and not be, because I think people get stuck. We, we, if we just get stuck on, oh, it's lockdown, well, my life's going to end, oh, this sucks, then if that's always going to be the answer, if that's always going to be the focus, there's, there's not, no, there's not much that I can tell you <laughs> to go and do after this, but I, th- I think a, a great step would be to just sort of, like you mentioned, look back and, and see how this can help you shift, help us shift, help, whether it's on an individual level, whether it's on a mass level, it's going to start individually, but then exponentially grow outwards and, and shift things on a mass scale. I think I would like to bring mm. things to a conclusion and, and, because I like how we just ended and, and sort of like gave people ideas around COVID and what can be relevant. And I think I wanted to ask you three questions. I don't know if you wanted to add something before I have these three questions for you. I'm probably going to answer them with you. But before we, we, I jump into a few questions, last few questions, it's like quick short ones that I have for you. Is there anything that else that sort of like came to mind that you wanted to share? Not really, except for, you know, a lot of people speak about free will. 
So a lot of people ask me, for instance, okay, but where does free will come in? If, if it's true that I'm attracting stuff into my life based on energy or I'm, I'm co-creating my life with source, then where does free will come in? And for me, free will is exactly that. It is the choice between I can have exactly the same experience. I can have the COVID-19 experience, but I can either choose to have this experience from the standpoint of lack and fear, or I can choose to have this experience from faith and love. And that for me is what free will is. Your, your story was written before you even came to this earth. So you're going to watch the movie, whether you like it or not. Movie's been written. You just decide whether you're going to enjoy the movie or whether you're going to freak out all the way through thinking that the hero is going to die every second. So yeah, that's pretty much my, my take on the whole thing. I love that. I love that. And once again, I think it's a great way to end because I would in the future lots to go into that because there's, there's so much power in, in how we react to things or rather how we respond instead of just reacting. And yeah, like, like I said, I think there's so much more to our stories. There's so much more to what we can give than what we can share today. But if we can end on this close, it would be amazing. So three questions that I generally ask people and so then I'm going to shift these questions to both of us. So if we had to leave people with one small action after today, just like an action step of what they can do to move towards their next breakthrough in whatever the way that, like, that is for them, whatever is personal to them, whatever breakthrough they see, whether it's literally just being grateful, that could be a breakthrough of just shifting your focus, feeling that sense of appreciation. That's a breakthrough in my opinion on a day. And what would what is like one small action in your mind that people can take after this discussion to go and implement to just shift them towards that, just shift them and, and nudge them towards breakthroughs? So this might sound very mundane and easy and simple to do, but it really is so powerful. My answer to that would be do whatever makes you feel good. Whether it's playing with puppies, whether it's Whatever you do, do what makes you feel good because when you're doing something that makes you feel good, that's the energy you're vibrating at and you are absolutely going to attract more of stuff that makes you feel good into your life. I love that. And I love the fact that you said you think it's like mundane and it's simple and all of that. But I find that if it's easy to do, it's easy not to do. So that's, that's going to fit into the same sentence. And from my opinion, I think what people can do is perhaps also just I think that's what COVID has been forcing upon us is to sit back and not stop pushing, stop, stop pushing and just sit down, uh, sit down, be honest and become aware of where you are and what you have. And then what sort of like the next step for you will be instead of just keep, keep running instead of just keep, keep running, just like sit still for a moment and just appreciate, think and see where you're at and then take it step by step. Uh, yeah. It's a little bit. Vague, but agree. yeah, that's that would be my s small action step, and that's because it's worked for me. <laughs> the whole world has been so busy with I hate that word, by the way, the word hustle. We've got to do, do, do to achieve, 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 and I think this is really forcing us to just stop, like you said, just stop. Yeah, so go ahead and stop right now. <laughs> don't stop the don't stop the <laughs> podcast. Just stop your after the podcast. <laughs> go ahead and stop stop your your rush. Okay. What is one thing that we can perhaps stop doing that is limiting 
our ability to move towards this this life of fulfillment and design? Like, what is that one thing that people should just stop doing that's sort of like taking them away? What do you think, what comes to mind? Most definitely, I would say that stop focusing outward and focus inward. In other words, take your eyes off of the story and the details of the story. Because what a lot of people do, for instance, is uh, let's see if I can use, let's use COVID-19 as the example. Mm -hmm. They've got their eyes on the external. They're looking at the story. In other words, so many people are dying and this is what's happening in in that country. And now the lockdown, this and all of the, the details of the story versus internally going, why does this upset me so much? What is coming up for me? Oh, it's fear. Why do I fear? So take your eyes off of the external and turn inward. Love it. From my side, I would say that once again, this personal to me is to stop numbing your emotions because if you don't have your emotions with you, you won't be able to guide you through this this phase, this phase of life. You won't be able to guide you going forward. So stop numbing those emotions. Mm-hmm. Last one. Agree. Totally. What question? So I love the last one as just being a question. What question would you leave someone with today, like which they can go and explore? Like what is that question that people can go and explore now today and that can perhaps lead them towards some sort of breakthrough, lead, lead them to some sort of epiphany or whatever it might be to just help them and empower them? Like what question can you see in their mind that they can go and explore? A very easy one, but a very complex mm. one. Who am I? That's all I want them to ask. <laughs> who am I? I love that because my mine is who am I becoming? So mm-hmm. one leads on to the next. They just latch onto each other. I, I love that. So that was, that was mine. So who am I from Mickey and then who am I becoming from myself? I just love those. Those are two, I think it's massively powerful questions that we tend to not do as often. Uh, I try and get it in as, as much as possible, but yeah, that is, I think those are two powerful questions. So go and think about those questions, think and explore and ponder them and see where they take you and let us know where they take you. So yeah, Mickey, where can people get hold of you? Uh, if they want to get hold of me, best places either on Instagram or Facebook, just Mickey Ruthman, uh, or on my website, www.mickeyruthman.com. And the same for my guys on my podcast. Where can they get a hold of you, Christopher? For me, if you want to learn more about the brand, Exploring Possibility, that's going to be, I think that the two biggest places would be Facebook and Instagram. That's why I operate uh, as Exploring Possibility. If you want to get into like quick, short conversations, Christopher Hill on Twitter is a place to be. So those are like, it's, uh, it's obviously the three or some of the three biggest social media platforms, quite easy to find, Exploring Possibility or Christopher Hill on Twitter. That's where you can find me and explore possibility with me. So last question. In what way would you like to inspire, impact, or motivate the world? To be honest, I think my answer would be to be a mirror to people of what they can achieve as well. I I don't do what I do for me to have a fantastic life. It's really... I think I want to become to show others they can become too, because that's who we are to each other is we're really just mirrors of what's possible for you too. I love that. It's similar to the, like this question just literally reminded me of the xylophone uh, question that you, that you, <laughs> you pitched to me the other day uh, and you pitched to so many others. It's like, what are you shouting out there? What is, what is that message that you are bringing to this world? So 
very cool to see that you're acting as a mirror and I love that. And yeah, I just love having this conversation today. So just quickly, I just wanted to take like a f- two seconds to just say, well done. I admire what you're doing. Thanks for stepping up. Thanks for this big being authentic, being authentic, being the real you because that allows other people to be the same and be themselves. I found, I found that that is so empowering and so helpful to so many others out there. If we can just pull away the bullshit, be who we are and others can relate and we can just get back to being human beings again. So thank you for that. Thank you for all of this, your work and things that you've done in the past and who you've become. I just truly admire like where you're going and who you are becoming. Thank you. Thank you, Christopher. I appreciate that. And same to you. I mean, I just want to say thank you for heeding the call. Thank you for listening because a lot of people get nudged and very few actually listen to that call. Very few, you know, it takes, it takes a lot more guts to turn inward and go on this journey than it does to just go with the flow and be one of the sheep who just fits in with the rest of the world. So thank you for that. And thank you for really having a passion to bring that to other people. I mean, your podcast is amazing. I do listen to it as well. Um, I learn a lot from it as well. And you speak to some powerful people about some powerful topics. And I think it's relevant. It really, you know, you asked the question earlier on, uh, what would I tell people where to go if they wanted to begin learning? And absolutely, a podcast is one of those platforms because it really just answers the big questions that we as humans have. And it gives practical stuff that you can do to implement that. So thank you for that as well. Thank you so much for awesome words and I'll be in touch. Enjoy (laughs) (laughs) COVID-19. Thanks. (laughs) Cheers. And that is it for this episode. If you tuned in all the way to the end, thank you so much. You guys are the ones that especially inspire me because you go all the way to the end You listen to all the nuggets, you get all the information together to get a complete story. So having said that, I hope that you can take some of what's been said. I hope you can grab the insights, you can grab those those hidden lessons, and you can use that and utilize it in your own life. I hope that listening to the story, you can get inspired and you can get into this new sort of mindset and create this new story for yourself so you can start propelling yourself forward into the kind of life that you envision for yourself into the kind of person who you envision to be at some stage in the future so yeah like i say i hope that you can use all of this to just stretch your thinking to think exponentially to strengthen your mindset and change what's happening in your current environment put it into practice and literally see how it makes a difference in your life if you enjoyed this episode please get in touch let me know how it went just like uh, hit a screenshot and send it over to me on info at exploringpossibility.co.za or get in touch via the Instagram or Facebook channel. I'd love, I'd love, love, love to get in touch with you, my listener, and see what you think of the show. If you've got any feedback, shoot it my way. And then lastly, please give us a rating on iTunes if you did like the episode. And that just helps grow the show. It helps get us to more people and inspire more people and teach them to move and delve into personal growth to become a better version of themselves. So they also can explore possibility and expand their potential. So guys, I'll see you in the next episode of Exploring Possibility. And don't be afraid to go and create that possibility for yourself and others. Cheers. Cheers.